more bikes. Morebikes.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast for morebikes.co.uk. I am the editor of the website and the paper Motorcycle Monthly. Sitting alongside me, as ever, is my right hand woman. It's Carly and Smith. Um, if you've never listened to us before, uh, hello, welcome. All this is basically is a couple of bike journalists having lunch and talking about what they've been up to and biking in general. It's nothing that exciting, if I'm honest with you, um, but it's a regular thing that we do just to talk about bikes. If you want to get involved in the conversation, please do. There's all sorts of ways you can contact us. Kyle will have the details at the end of the podcast for that. And we should also say that we are now on sticker.com, which is a brilliant website. <laughs> what are you laughing for? Because it's not called sticker. No, it's not. <laughs> See, not a sticker. It's called Stitcher. Tone, it's not a sticker, you idiot. <laughs> Stitcher.com. Well, that was it. It was so professional up until that so point. It was so good until then. I was, I was really impressed. Do you know, it was, like, it, it, was like, it was like testing a bike, and it's so good until the moment where you crash, and then it's all bad. Right, so let's start that again. It's all right. This will get taken out in the edit. It'll be Joe, the lovely Joe who edits this for us. Don't take this oh, out of the edit, Joe. I'm joking. Let's not edit it great out. Great website called sticker.com. Let's leave it. Let's leave it in because it's it's not. It's so rare that I sound like I an absolute say, bloody idiot. It's usually me. Um, oh dear. So let's do that bit again. Hang on. Let's yeah. do that bit again. Right so now. Tony, tell us what website are we on? Well, we're now on a website. Called, I'm glad you asked um, because uh, we're on a website called Stitcher.com. Uh, is that right? Stitcher. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Stitcher.com. Uh, you can hear all sorts of podcasts and broadcasts, etc. on there. Uh, and if you're listening to us on there, if you look on the screen, look down to the right, you'll see all sorts of other motorcycle-related podcasts. Um, it's really good. We're very happy to be on there, even though I got the name <laughs> wrong. But we are very happy to be on there. If you're listening to this via our website, then please continue to listen to it on the website as well. But if you want to hear other good stuff, get your uh, backside over to Stitcher.com. Um, so that's the housekeeping bit at the start. Today, and I've already got you laughing. I'm and that's sure okay. That stop. That's all right. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, right. So, uh, been a busy week here. Yeah, it has been actually. Yeah. It's Morton's <clears throat> Towers, where we put together MCM, um, motorcycle sport and leisure, twisting go, scootering. We've got a whole raft of motorcycle titles here. But it's been a very busy week for V and me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you've been involved in one of the big motorcycle shows of the year. I have indeed. Stafford. The thirty fifth, to be precise. The thirty fifth one. Year of Stafford, Stafford show. Um, <clears throat> Yes, and uh, good info. So how was it? I was bringing all the stats with me. No, it was really <laughs> good, thank you. I was comparing in the Restoration Theatre, so it was a brand new feature that they were uh, trialling for this year. There was myself and Pete Thorne from the Motorbike Show, who right. presents alongside Henry Cole, and throughout the weekend we did five shows on Saturday, four on Sunday, and uh, covered topics like the do's and don'ts of restoration, I even helped him put cylinders on a twin. Hang on, you. I did helped him. You. Yep. First session. You don't really show me as much technical person. I must admit, how was that? <laughs> oh, shut up! Right, I did KTM, a really good job. KTM tank bag. Are we yeah. going to bring up that old yeah, story? Yeah, but had I fitted a tank bag before? No. So it's a tank bag. It's not that hard. And I went and fitted it for you. No, you didn't, because you made me do it myself. If you remember, no, if you, you said I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it for you. I'm gonna show you how to do it. And I ended and up doing it. You made me take the seat off myself. Yeah, and then I, and I, I do it all myself now. I rigged it. Right. Anyway, 
Uh, and then the third session was uh, gearboxes. So mm-hmm. we went through like what he called British gearbox and Japanese gearbox and went through the differences. Right. Um, then what was the last one? Oh, electrical fault finding. Wow. So yeah, it was really, really good. A great audience participation. I like used to toddle out into the crowd and put the... the a microphone in people's faces and make them really nervous so that they forgot their questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, it was really, really good. My mum came along on Saturday, and oh, brought, yeah. brought the Ian Webb with her. The Ian Webb. The Ian Webb and a lady called Penny and Lee. They rode in the rain, bless them. But no, it was really, really good. Great show. Excellent. And the Bonhams auction went really well. Yeah. Uh, we had um, Top Gear, uh, James May and Richard Hammond. They were shifting some bikes, weren't they? Part of yeah, that. Yeah, I walked past them. Who? James May and James Richard, Richard Hammond. Why didn't you say hello? They're I all right. didn't. They're, they're no, nice well, I like, looked. And, right. I, but, and then everyone was looking at them, so I was just, I just smiled and carried on walking. But no, it wasn't a bad bad weekend for them. I think their bikes came for about £77,000. Not a bad return on an investment? Or nope. Two? Nope. <clears throat> let's face it, they need to get some money going now, don't they? Ah, oh, poor lads. Actually, they're really nice bikes. If anybody out there is listening to this and you do see them, say hello, because they're, they're genuine bikers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, May's been into bikes for a long time. I think so has Richard, since mm-hmm. uh, since he he was a, a fairly young guy. I used to work with Richard um, on a previous publication. He used to write a column for us, and uh, real knowledgeable guy, genuine biker as well. You know, we'd have lots of chats, sort of um, just away from the job we were doing about bikes. Mm-hmm. Really good knowledge, really nice bloke, genuine biker, um, and I, I know that he and um, James May had a lot of input into the bikes that went on to Top Gear. What? <laughs> Why are you I was thinking, I'm, I'm trying to the... big them up and say they're genuine bikers. So if you see them out and about, say, <laughs> say hello because they're just like just like the rest of us. I wasn't laughing about that. Yeah, I you was were. laughing about. I've got in, mayonnaise on my face. No, in the last podcast, mm-hmm. I listened back to a bit of it just to see what it was like. Yeah. And uh, in the last bit, I'm going, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like every two minutes. And just caught yourself so, doing it. And I just caught myself doing it again. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm not going to do it from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it makes me sound silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it was, pro- I think they said it was the most successful Bonhams auction at Stafford Show. Made over £2.2 million. Pounds. Wow. Shifting so, yeah. old bikes costs you know, cost some money, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know that one I was telling you about that was originally was scrapped and then somebody restored it? Yeah. Guess how much that went for? What bike was it? It was a 1939 Vincent. Right. Those things aren't cheap. No. Well, this one especially. Yeah. Have a guess. You tell me, because I, I I pushed that one that time that we talked about. Yep, it was estimated to like go for a quarter of a million. Mm-hmm. It finally went for the hammer went down mm-hmm. at two seven five nine hundred two hundred and seventy five thousand pounds. That's amazing. It was bought by a bidder in the room as well. Really. Can you imagine putting your hand up knowing that you're about to spend £300,000 nearly on a bike? Yeah, what an exciting feeling. What a brilliant feeling as well. How nervous would you be, though? I love the idea that the guy was in the room. Or the do lady. They, do you think they started it off at, like, £10? Yeah. Like, £10, everybody? Quid. £10. Quid to get it rolling. Quid. Like eBay. Like no, eBay, no, it's, uh, um, no. Storage Hunters. Off oh, day. yeah, that's great, that, that programme. Money. But then I started doing it when I was asking questions at the end. I was like, going once? Going twice, yeah. Because everybody had that. They said that nobody had any questions. Yeah. So I finished the session off. Yeah, but then and then after questions. every session, they were like, "Oh, Pete, thought of a question." But um, <laughs> but no, Pete was really, really good. It was um, it was a good show. Good. Uh, well attended, from what I hear. Yep. I had a uh, a lady email me afterwards, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Asking about my haircut. About your haircut. Is, <laughs> which is <Weird>. nice. Weird. <laughs> 
It's very simple though. Your haircut is, is lovely. But if you, if you want to achieve the Carly haircut, just go down to Toys R Us and buy a Lego person. The Lego head hair is Carly's hair. The red one. Colour it with red yeah. marker pen. Yeah. Lego hair. Job done. Job done. Quite I think simple. I might get that on my leathers, actually. What, Lego a hair? Little, no, like a little Lego. A little Lego no, person. No, instead of your name across your eyes, you want Lego head. Lego head. Yeah, Lego head's been a... Uh, <clears throat> a nickname that's that's followed me for quite a while, hasn't it? And you were quite pleased when you heard that. Oh, I loved it. Which has now been adopted. Yes, because you are Lego head. Lego. Head. I'm not gonna let that go. No, it's fine. No, it's good. I don't mind it. Out of all the nicknames I could have, yeah. it's probably the least offensive. That's true. Nathan Millwood, who uh, writes for us, he um, he he went on a launch a couple of years ago. His first ever world launch, I think, it was a V Strong Foul, as I remember. And he was he was great, new guy, and we were all sort of like like the testing community. We were all sort of like welcoming and yeah, really encouraging him. He was a real nice guy. He still is a real nice guy. Nathan Miller, check him out. He's he's written some great books about travelling. He went to say uni as me on small bikes, did he? Yep. Can't have everything. <laughs> um, Saint John's Wart Polytechnic, Middle Lincolnshire, nowhere. Hogwarts. Yeah, Hogwarts. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Nathan was on the launch and came out and ran straight into the back of another bike. Oops. I don't want to smash the front of the beast drum in. Oh. It happens. Well, yeah, because it nearly happened to me, if you remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Someone nearly did it to me. Exactly. But it, it, it does happen you know, at the end of, a, <laughs> end of a hard day of riding, and uh, occasionally. And uh, so we sort of patched the bike up with tape and sort of rode it back. And Nathan Moore, all launch, we've been thinking, trying to think of a good nickname for him in the game. You know, mine is Cartwheel for the obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, there's a few others out there that I can't talk about. Um, there's one guy in particular who's called Factory. Um, because he gets to ride all the factory bikes, also known as Senor. I'm not going to say what his name is, but if he's, no. if he's listening to this, he knows who he is, Senor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but Nathan Millward then got the nickname Shunt, which oh. he doesn't he doesn't like. He doesn't oh. like, I know. I so, think that's quite a catchy one. Yeah, well, thank God I haven't said it anywhere that people were here, because <laughs> I don't want that to spread, that Nathan Millward is called oh, Shunt. Oh, bless him. But, uh, yeah, so, but, yeah, anyway, lovely guy. Check out his books. He's written some great books. Nathan Millward, M-I-L-L-W-A-R-D, isn't it? Millward. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Um, so where, tell us where you've been. Oh, yes, I wasn't at the staff and check. I kind of think that your, your mood today is, is maybe down to jet lag. <laughs> what, why? Because I'm a bit punchy? Yeah, because you're a bit like, ah. What, overcompensating? No, I just feel like... Having a sleep-deprived breakdown. Having seen you yesterday and you were like a mere shadow of yourself, you've obviously had a very good night's sleep. I really have had a very good night's sleep, thank you. Um, yeah, yesterday I was massively jet-lagged because uh, I came straight back from New York. Uh, been out to New York, did a Pirelli tyre test out there on their new Scorpion Trail tyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good tyre, really liked it. Um, could have done some more miles on it, to be honest with you. Um, we got... Uh, we got a bit of police attention while we are on the launch, which is always a worrying, a worrying thing. Um, we were doing everything perfectly legal. There was nothing wrong with our riding at all. And we don't know why the police came a couple of times and, and uh, talked to Pirelli about it. But we were 100% legal. Maybe they were legal. asking about the tyre. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think they were just looking for hints and tips. Do you know there was nothing wrong with our riding no. at all? No, we were legal. There never is. No, we were legal. We were safe. It was brilliant. By the way, check out a Brazilian rider called Leandro. Don't know what his surname is. He did give it to me, but I'm clear. Along with um, his mobile number. They're uh, your best friends. Yeah, my new Bezzy mate. Romance. Bezzy mate, Leandro. 
That dude can wheelie a GS in fifth gear stand up. Not that I know. He showed me pictures. Yeah, no. He showed me pictures of this previously. Ah, Yeah, not that I found out. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's all lies. He did it on the road. It was amazing. (laughs) What? Oh, okay. Sorry. What? We're in a bubble now of unreality. Bunch of bikers together, testers, given these bikes, new tyres to test. What's going to happen at some point? Well, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, start writing your letters. Oh, it's illegal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so what? I don't care. Uh, but you want the truth about what happens, that's what happens. Shunt got his nickname because he crashed into somebody else. Leandro can pull mega fifth gear wheelies, stand up wheels on Is he the one that's like six foot six? That's him, yeah. Looks like a model, male model. Owns several businesses in Brazil. And uh, yeah, uh, he's a good lad. Yeah, stop making a kissy face. I, don't, I didn't kiss him. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I like him a lot. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we were out there doing that. Um, the tire test was good. It was cold, so cold outside of New York. It was freezing. There was snow at the end of the day. Aww. Yeah, we were past this, like, this waterfall for these, um, <laughs> of, a, of a reservoir. There's a waterfall of it uh, for photos. And uh, it was snowing. Absolutely snowing. Oh. Just what you wanted with an open face shark motocross helmet. Yeah, and also, just what you want when you, uh, how long was the flight? Uh, eight hours, nine hours, something. Yeah, like. so you flew eight hours to be cold, whereas yeah. in the UK it was the warm weather and lovely. was lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought that as we were riding. In fairness, I did have to put a, a little cardigan on on Sunday because it was the temperature dropped. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, yeah, my heart bleeds for you. <clears throat> talking of riding kit, I know something we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. what was appropriate kit and what wasn't. Ah, yes, mm, <laughs> yes. Now, um, hang on, but oh, yes, no, yes. You're right. Appropriate kit. Sorry, do you want to say anything else about the trip? Uh, just, just I went to Supercross. Oh, dude! <laughs> I went to the Supercross at um, MetLife Stadium, just outside of New York. Watched the final round, effectively the final round of the AMA Supercross Championship, and got on track as well. Wow! The track was uh, amazing in construction, but the dirt was exactly the same poor quality as I've seen at Supercross mm-hmm. tracks all around the world, including the UK. Um, so as we went around the track at the start, I was stopping and throwing big lumps of glass off the side that's in the topsoil no that they make. Yeah, yeah, big lumps of stone as well. Wow. So not only are these guys out there looking really cool in Supercross yeah. and doing 30-foot jumps and triples and you know 150-feet clearances in a race, they're also getting peppered with massive rocks and bits of glass. Incredible. Anyway, it's brilliant, a brilliant, brilliant um, thing to come and see the actual big spectacle of the race. Guys like uh, Dungey uh, and uh, Moskin and people like that were just incredible. If you get the chance, check it out. A real good mate of mine called Paul Malin does a lot of the MXGP commentary. Paul Malin was a former um, Grand Prix racer, uh, one of the three-man team to win the Motocross Des Nations, I think, in 1994. Um, and he's fantastic. And he also picks up a little bit on the Supercross as well. So if you, if you get a chance to watch it, it'll be Malin doing the Supercross. And uh, check it out. It's absolutely fantastic. I won't ruin it by telling you who won, but um, mainly because I can't remember, because there was some free drink. <laughs> There as well, and uh, oh, free, coke, free pro- coke and lemonade. <clears throat> no, whiskey and uh, beer, basically. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. That didn't. That's not why it was good. It was a good <laughs> event anyway. But uh, yeah, so then we finished that and then flew back. So I flew back, got here Monday, uh, and then shot straight up, straight up to the office. And to annoy us in the office. To annoy on you in the office. Afternoon. Well, if you jet lagged, what else are you going to do? Well, yeah, I thought I'd meet sweets with me all afternoon. <laughs> Eat sweets with you all afternoon. Do a podcast. So yeah. that'll do. Um, so yes so there was that but you're right now listen this is something that annoys me um, riding season is about to start in the UK Let, you know okay we ride all year we ride all year I know a lot of people ride all year but the official sort of riding season you know or an official riding season weather gets a bit better everyone comes out on their bikes 
I got pulled up um, a little while ago for riding in normal jeans. Not riding jeans. There's some great jeans out there. Hood jeans, etc. You can get jeans from most of the major manufacturers. That's fine. I get all of that. I know that. But occasionally, occasionally, I just like to get on the bike and ride. And I won't get kitted up for it. I'll just put a, a light jacket on and off I go. Fine. And a helmet. Yeah, and a helmet, yeah. And a pair of speedos and nothing else. <laughs> but well, yeah, there's, a, there's a lovely image for everybody out there right now. Um, no, but my point is, is that that's my choice. Mm-hmm. If I accept the risks of that and go out and ride, who's out there to tell me... Why are you saying that? I'm a bit hypocritical, aren't I? Because I posted that thing on, on the website a few weeks ago about those people riding in basically in shorts in America. And you were ranting about I really ranted about, about how, it, didn't I? Yeah, I got really angry. How it was a really thing to do and just dangerous and look at these idiots. I'm very much of the opinion is, hmm. it, is it is personal choice. But... But there's being stupid with it. But there's, yeah, there's being protected and then there's being covered but not so well protected yeah and then at the bottom of the spectrum is the people that go out wearing trainers on an r1 yeah or letting their partners male or female sit on the back yeah. <clears throat> wearing a pair of shorts oh my god that goes yeah. through me i was passed on the motorway by i think it was a guy on an r1 he was kitted out full power rangers suit everything mm-hmm. helmet gloves top of the range gear so he looked after himself his girlfriend on the back had a vest top Nice. Shorts, trainers, and a helmet and gloves. Well, and it made me feel sick. Well, at least when they crash, everybody, not what she looked like. More like if they crashed, <laughs> what happened? Oh, so many things I could say. <laughs> really, was... she was not the most toned of girls, perhaps. <laughs> no, oh, I imagine that eighty no, mile was... an hour in the back of an hour. <laughs> no, oh. she was fine. It was because I felt like a stress sick. Ball. But then again, yesterday I went to Tesco, yesterday evening, hey, again. Rock and roll. Pointless information. Welcome to our rock and roll lifestyle. there is a story. Yeah, um, better be. I saw a guy getting on a scooter. Yeah. He was all fully covered. He'd got jeans, jacket, whatever on. Oh. Trainers, fair enough. <laughs> he proceeded to get his helmet from under his seat. Yeah. Drop it on the floor. Nice, nice, nice. Pick it up with no, nothing, like, there was no reaction. No concern, yeah. No reaction or concern or anything. And I had to physically hold my mouth closed because I thought if I start on some sort of rant about the inside structure of a helmet and why you should get it replaced and why you should go to your local dealer and get them to check what the inside looks like and all that stuff, I thought he'd probably just think, who is this crazy, crazy How old woman? was he? Probably about the same age as me, like early 20s. Oh, that's surprising. I thought you were going to say he was like, you know, 16 or something. No, like he was probably, he was, yeah, he was around my age. You kind of expect somebody to know better than that. If he I? was younger, I would have said something. But if you're younger, if you're 16, 17, I, I, I drop lids, I, yeah. I do all sorts of things. I say, give a rat's ass, quite frankly, as long as I can yeah. get on the bike and ride straight after. But I didn't know about energy dissipation and the. It was just a look structure. on his face, he was just like. Oh, well, drop just that. Just like, not even, not even bothered. Oh. Shot my helmet. Um, yeah, I mean, you see, kids. I, I see, I see the younger riders. A lot of them riding around without gloves on. Mm. That really gets me. I, it, in a ridiculous way, it's like my button to press. Because in terms of being angry, yes, thank you, pressing button. Um, <laughs> but you know, in terms of getting angry, it really does. Because mm. you fall off. The first thing you're going to do, you can't help yourself, is put your hands out. That's the, that's the we are we are made to do that. Yeah. That's what we're pre-programmed to do. So you put your hands out to protect the head in a fall to to slow the rate of descent. And I was told years ago by a specialist hand surgeon 
that um, if you touch the touch tarmac at 30 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, flesh and muscle and tendons are gone almost instantly. Oh, I hate when you say things like this. And bone, an inch and a half of bone goes for every second you slide. Inch and a half of bone. That is all... For what? A second? For a second, yeah. So every second you're sliding, you lose an inch and a half of bone uh, with when you've got weight on it. Obviously, if your hand's just skimming along the top, it'll just take the skin off. But, um, yeah, imagine that. Imagine getting a hand trapped under a bike. Well, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be a hand for much longer, oh. would it? Yeah, and we know, t- we know testers, we know professional testers who have lost fingers. Yeah. And they're wearing really good kit. Mm-hmm. So it's a ride without gloves. <clears throat> just I crazy. think Yeah, I think it's, it's down to personal preference. And I, I also think that with the amount of products there are which purposefully look like casual clothing, I don't think there is the excuse so much now. No. Like I've got a pair of TCX boots that look like com- like high top Converse. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a pair doing, of yeah. riding jeans that look like plain black jeans. A True. few of the jackets I've got, like the Knox jacket, or I think I've got a held one as well that's a, like a casual looking one. Yeah. They look brilliant off the bike as well as on, and I think True. with the, the more gear on the market like that, you can jump off the bike and go into somewhere and look normal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, as normal as I can look anyway. Huh. I mean, it comes down as well to price point. Obviously, yeah. everybody out there has to shop to a budget, and mm-hmm. we're aware of that. But you're right, you, there's, the choice is out there. And you did me. I've just, I've just got half my lunch everywhere. Sorry, Carly. Namely on me. Sorry, Carly. Sorry. Right. Um, I always wanted a cheese salad with mayonnaise wrap on my hand. I couldn't... Um, <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. Um, so, sorry about that. <clears throat> anyway, no, well, just riding without gloves is the one thing. You know, okay, you can come off in jeans and you're kind of going to be all right to a certain extent depending on the quality of the jeans. You don't have to be riding jeans. But riding jeans are so much better if you if you fall off in them. You can wear high-top trainers, you know, and get some level of protection, but to have nothing on your hands. Oh, imagine losing your hands. What would be interesting for people to do is if they went to morebikes.co.uk, yes. they could have a look that John Milbank did, the motorcycle jeans destruction test, Yes, where he strapped them to the back of a go-kart, go-kart yeah. and took them round and round and round and round a track with some sandbags inside, yeah. and you can actually see the, the visual differences between the amount of wear that have gone through the non-riding jeans in comparison to the riding jeans, mm-hmm. and it just shows the difference between kind of fully lined jeans yep. and partially lined because there's there's a there's a big spectrum there's normal riding jeans to partially lined so you've obviously got the main crash impact zones covered mm. with kevlar um, mm. and then you've got your fully lined ones which are, are throughout so very true and what we'll do is um after this podcast we'll make it a featured item at the top of the page yeah we'll go back and get it from the archive and put make it a featured item so if people listening to this go to morebikes.co.uk and have a look at that test because it will tell you everything you need to know about yeah. riding jeans it's really helpful as well because it'll tell you, just says the differences and the different materials and that kind of thing. Because I think that's a lot of confusion as well, especially with riding jeans, is the different materials that different brands you yeah, use. Yeah, Gore-Tex, kind of Gore-Tex, whatever. But Kevlar. we can also put the, the, the link to the article in the description of the podcast as well, I think. Wonderful. Technical, <laughs> technical geniuses will do that elsewhere. Yeah. Not that I'm a Luddite or anything, but I am basically a Luddite. So, what else has been going on? Anything else? On the racing front, we've all been quiet, haven't we? We had the yeah. weekend of quiet after the last weekend of madness with Rossi yeah. doing well. Um, Talking of racing, though, yeah. I'd just like to say about Steve Plater, who was commentating the, yeah. the whole Stafford show. I've never met him before. You lucky, what, lucky thing. What a brilliant guy. Well, brilliant is one thing. 
Annoy, annoying laughter magnet is another. Yeah, he's a little mischievous, mischievous mice, isn't he's he? He's like a six-year-old boy. <laughs> I mean, I love Steve to pieces, and we both worked together for Rob Mack Racing when it was Virgin. Yeah. Um, we both worked for Rob Mack at the time. I've known Steve for a very long time, and you were working for Russell Savory. Actually, there's a li- well, not a link. Yeah, if you ever, you ever, you ever see um, Spring Watch or Autumn Watch on BBC Two, are you really going to make me admit to watching this? I watch yes, it. I, I do. love it. I, do I love like it. it. Chris Packham is a genius. We, we should be knighted now, and he should be given part of the country to run and the government. He's fantastic, <laughs> intelligent, funny, and tries to get stupid song lyrics into every show. Mm-hmm. Chris Packham, absolute genius. Um, I think he's brilliant. But they have a thing on there every now and then where they, they go to this guy in Norfolk, I think it is, and he's got a disused airfield, and he films owls there. That's Russell Savory. Oh. about Russell Savory Performance. Russell Savory Performance brought over from Australia Chris Vermeulen. Remember Chris Vermeulen? Mm. World champion, Chris yeah. Vermeulen. Very first ride outside of Australia was with Russell Savory. He also gave Paul Mara Brown a big break. Mara Brown, if you know racing, 250 champion, brilliant rider. He also gave Plato a big break. So you watch this guy and he's filming owls and all that, but no, he's no, been responsible, responsible for some brilliant riders. Mm-hmm. He used to work with uh, Mick Grant. And they used to spot young riders, bring them over, and then give them decent bikes and just watch them go and really support them. So just a random sort of element link. But So Russell Sobey now does these brilliant films about owls, and he's one of us. Mm-hmm. He was, and he was a very instrumental team boss. Ah. But no, Steve was... I've never... I've ended up sat next to him at dinner because mm-hmm. um, there was like a... An official seating plan mm-hmm. uh, on the Saturday night, mm-hmm. and we had a really good chat about his racing career and the fact that he was a bricklayer for ten years, yep. and he didn't actually start racing until he was twenty-six. No, that's right. Which yeah. in the, like nowadays is, if you look at the likes of Marquez, some people are retiring at twenty-six. Yeah, how um, was Casey Stoner thirty when he retired? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just an all-round, genuinely nice guy, and yep. it's really nice that he's kind of still involved with like the Northwest Two Hundred, the TT, and that kind of thing. Now that he's 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 stopped racing, but Oh, I just wanted to give a little shout out to my little friend Plater. SP. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's um, he's a good he's a he's a good lad. Really good racer. Very respected in the paddock, which is always a sign that you're a very good racer yeah. and that you're clean. You know, there's some racers out there who aren't respected and people don't want to race closely with them. But Plate was always good. Great on the 600. Really good on the 750. But I was saying to him, I think it was his first mo- his first race meet. He won. Mm-hmm. He turned professional after I think it was in his third year. Mm-hmm. And he was just, and I said to him, I said, I'm not, like, completely, I don't really know how to say this nicely. Go on. Um, I'm not helping you here. I want to see you struggle. Um, to see what words you come up with. I'm not blowing smoke up your bum. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, we, we made that a clean version. Did we yeah. For the podcast, don't we? Yeah. Um, I would have said arse, but there you go. But um, you must be a really, really talented rider. Because nowadays, it's kind of like training camps and, do you know what I mean? There is, there is so much tuition available Whereas there the perhaps wasn't, and he, to get where he has done on natural ability and hard work, and yeah, it's, 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 it's really quite, nice. It's quite part of the old school of that, and um, um, I remember my first time I met Steve. He'd just done a, he'd been pulled into the Phase One endurance team for a race at Le Mans. Rob Holden had crashed and hurt himself. There's a name from the past, Miss Old Rob Holden, and um, they were Phase One endurance and Plater. He looked about 12 at the time. Head was shaved really short. And he was wearing Rob's leathers. Mm. It was that late he got drafted in. First time I met him, I remember walking through the Le Mans um, paddock, just hearing this laugh, thinking, oh, God, who's that laugh? <laughs> Turned the corner. And it was Plater, and th- that was 20-odd years ago. You know, yeah. So he has been around a long time. A really good lad, though. Really he has good got lad. a good laugh. Well, you know, Plater, in the TT, he went the first year, got Newcomer of the Year, 
newcomer awards, which is great. When the second year won the super sport race, when the third year won the senior. Yeah. That's three years of the TT. Has never been back since. No. I think he's absolutely right too because he said luck was with him for three years. Yeah. And he fell off at the northwest, really injured his arm, mm-hmm. and he's lucky. He was lucky to get away with that, really. But um, yeah. So the only person to ever do it: first year newcomer, second year win a race, third year win the senior, Deep. quit. Yeah. That's like walking into a. Uh, that's what, like walking to Caesars in Vegas. Putting down a pound, mm. winning a million quid and three hands of poker, and then walking straight out and yeah. never going back. You know, that's very clever. And it takes determination, I think, as well, not to push it, doesn't it? Yeah. And like mind strength to, to know that you've. Mind strength, Steve Plato, have done it quite, sorry. <laughs> Bless him. But no, I just wanted to say, because he was, he was really, really nice. Mm. I always think it's, it's brilliant to meet kind of, because I got into BSB around 2002, 2003 time, um, when I was kind of like in my early teens and I always oh. used to see him racing and uh, it was it was cool to meet him because I was like oh so hang on a minute you're making all kissy kissy signs at me when I'm talking about Leandro <laughs> but I can't make kissy kissy signs at you while you're talking about me later I just think he's a genuinely nice guy you know, any guy who, whose nickname is Buster and he's got a monkey on the on his ass and his leathers you didn't know that about him did you no, I didn't. no yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you sorry do? I don't look at his bum obviously like you do Tony all the time couldn't take my eyes off it <laughs> That's Steve for you. In fact, you know what? He's fairly local to us here. So what we'll try and do is get him up one day when we do a future podcast. Well, why not? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Everybody will hate his laugh by the end of it. <laughs> but um, I really like it. It's funny. He's got loads of stories as well. He's yeah. a really, really good guy. Right, so um, I've oh, nearly also, finished my rap. Yeah, you finish your rap. Mm-hmm. Just while I mention this, yeah. he's also the RC390 uh, Cup Ambassador. Right. So I am going to do an interview with him because obviously I'm running the KTM oh, RC390 on Long Term Loan. Yeah, and you're going to do an interview with Steve Plater, somebody who you really like and you met last weekend for the first time properly. Gone quiet now, have we? No, just waiting for you to choke on you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it usually happens at some point. Yeah. Um, I just think you've gone for spitting it at me today. I really have. So you've got anything else interesting to say? Um, oh, I will try the new Shark motocross lid on the, um, on the Pirelli kick. Sorry, where, where was that again? Uh, that was in New York. New York? New York. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. So good they named it twice. I don't think you'd mentioned that. Mm-hmm. How's um, that? What? The, the lid. Oh, I thought you meant New York. I was going to no, say, well, we've already you heard you? about New York. New York hasn't changed very much. It's still a, a great place to go. Um, no, the lid was, was pretty cool. bit on the heavy side, if you're a serious motocrosser. But you or the lid? Both. <laughs> I'm very on the heavy side if I'm a serious motocrosser. Um... But really good. Um, I think it's well, a sterling review. <laughs> I was just getting to the fit, actually. Fit's a bit tight, a bit snug. Um, that seems to be a trend with sharks now. They yeah. tend to, you get your right shell shape, you know your size, and then they always feel really tight and you have to let them give. Maybe a bit more than an arai or a showy. Um, but then the price is commensurately lower on that. You know, If you go for a carbon pro race shark, you don't have to wait so long for them to give. Um, but How this much one, is this helmet? It's a very good question. I think it's about a couple of hundred quid, £180, something like that. Um, really good. Uh, no point talking about the venting because it was so cold out there. Yeah. I've got no idea. I was so it cold. Was just cold. I've got no idea if, if venting worked or not. Um, good ridge on the back, though, for the uh, goggles strap to sit on, which is mm-hmm. always important when you're riding. 
So you're going to wear it for a, for another few months and then do a review on the website? Yeah, 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 I'll do a review, but I haven't put enough miles on it yet to yeah. find out if there are any niggles. And there's, I can't stand these people who do reviews when they've done like 20 miles on a product. Yeah. How, how do you know how the product works? I haven't had time to use it in the rain yet, but it says it's waterproof. Yeah, it's raining tomorrow. <laughs> Hold back and then do your review yeah. after that. Just Get wait out and ride. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'll do that, but I think it's, I think it's pretty good. Um, what else can I tell you that I found out? Can't tell you anything I can talk about, unfortunately. Uh, legally. Um, there's stuff going on. No, I can't even say that. I'm not going to say it because I almost yeah. just dropped myself writing it. Um, but there's some very exciting new bikes coming from a major manufacturer. Um, <laughs> and, uh, let me guess. And it's uh, not they it. got two wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not Japanese. You're going to get yourself into trouble. I'm going to get myself into so, serious yeah. trouble, so I'm not going to carry on with that. But you can rest assured that when, as soon be. as we can we say will. the news, uh, then no doubt Tony will put it onto the website. Oh, yes, oh, yes. We'll continue to scoop everybody on the website, just like we are doing. Scoop everybody. Scoop everybody. Um, actually, just put on the website the R1200RS uh, launch report from John Milbank. Um, really nice report. Big up, John. Big up, John. Big up yourself. Um, that's a really nice uh, review as well of that bike and a very important bike for BMW they need to sell numbers on that mm-hmm. um, and I think they will and John really likes the bike he, he yeah. gives a really good review of it so, so check we just out. shared the link on the Facebook page as well perfect so go have a look at that um, really <coughs> nice review the bike's actually quite a handsome bike for mm-hmm. that fairing that top fairing I think I prefer it with the fairings all the down yeah um, but no I think that's it so what we're going to do because I've now finished my wrap I was going to say Finish your wrap, spat half of it on me. Yep. I've got a Viscount biscuit to eat. What do you used to call them? Viscount. There you go. Every oh, embarrassing fact. Can I have a Viscount biscuit? biscuit? There you She's go. like, darling, they're Viscount biscuits. Yeah. No, she, did, she didn't talk like that, actually. So mom, darling, they're yeah. Viscount biscuits. Your mum comes from, uh, <laughs> from, from the centre of, of, of Chelsea, does she? <laughs> No, you're a northern one. Sh- shut up and eat chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> eat chocolate bar. Eat chocolate Right, come on, let's wrap up then because uh, we're just rambling like I normally do. So, go on, you got some housekeeping to do, so do you use housekeeping? Yes, for your daily dose of motorcycling news and reviews, visit morebikes.co.uk or visit the Facebook page, there's a link from the website, or search for Motor Space Cycle Space Monthly, because if you come up with more motorcycle, it doesn't always come up. Uh, And also, exciting news of the day, we're setting up a Twitter account, uh, so more news on that to come. Da-da-da. Weekly app, Tony's hard at work with that, so make sure you download our free weekly app, and of course, keep listening to the podcast. Nice one, thank you very much, Carly, and thank you all for listening. Um, On sticker. Sticker, or stitcher, (laughs) or picture, or whatever, but stitcher.com, hello, thank you very much for listening on that, we really appreciate it, and we will talk to you again in probably about a week's time, when no doubt we'll be out and about, and doing all sorts of fun I'll have done my track day by then. Yes, you will. I, yep. I totally forgot about the track day. Yep. How exciting. And Good you can job, get, I have And you can get your knee down as I well. Know. That's amazing. You're looking forward Steve to it. I told Steve as well that I could get my knee down and showed him a picture. Nice, nice. Because <laughs> I'm sure he's never seen anybody yeah. get his knee down before. Where are you doing track there? Donnington? Donnington with Maria Costello. I do believe there's still some space left. So okay. if this comes out before next Tuesday, then... Get a space. It's mariacostello.com. If you search for woman on the motorcycle. That's it, woman on the motorcycle. Uh, or there's plenty of articles on more bikes as well about it. Yep, yep, yep. Maria's a great, a great ambassador for the sport. She's really good. She's really fast as well. And very, very smooth. Um, so if you want yeah. to go, you can't, you can't, you know, you'd be hard pushed to find somebody to teach you how to ride. If you're a lady, then Maria, she's absolutely brilliant. Very patient as well. Um, so good luck with that. Thanks. Keep it upright. 
Shiny side down. Don't fall. Oh. No. Oh god. <laughs> Shiny side down means rubber side up. Oh god, yeah. you didn't mean that. No, I didn't. Oh, Joe can cut this bit out. No, Joe, don't cut this bit out. Joe, no. <laughs> can you imagine if you fall off? Don't. Yeah, you said that. Can you imagine that though? No, there's only room for a crasher, one crasher in our team, and that's you. Shut up. That was <laughs> six weeks ago now. I didn't crash. The, I didn't crash the RSV4. I didn't no. crash. I didn't have a big crash with Pirelli. No. I'm good. Okay. And you're the one who just tempted the great god of crashing. No, you just have. No, you said it wrong. I, I didn't. didn't know which way around it went. Shiny side up. Shiny side up. Nice, that's the way we do don't crash. I uh, In all seriousness. I will. Um, but Donington Park, what a circuit to ride. You got the full circuit, you know, or is it the short circuit? Full live. Whoa! Also, can I just say, yeah. uh, you owe me a pound because the wall of death was at the Stafford show. And in a previous podcast, you said that if I was right, I would get a pound. And if you, if I was wrong, then I would have to nail a thousand pieces of wood together and ride around them on my arse. No, I didn't say wood, I said pallets. Oh, a thousand pallets together. Thank you. One pound up. That's a hundred penny sweets for me. Can you get penny sweets anymore? Uh, no, they're probably two p each now. And now you're showing your Home nice cream things or anything to go by. Yeah, okay, right, cool. Well, I lose the bet. You've done the housekeeping. Yeah. That's it for this uh, episode of the morebikes.co.uk podcast. Thanks very much for listening. We will talk to you uh, next week, usual uh, sort of time when we'll do it. And no doubt we'll be up to all sorts of things by then. And Kylie will be uh, buzzing about riding on track with uh, on the, the women on women on bikes track oh, you are a wordsmith hey it's what I do Maria Costello's women only track day thank you thanks that's what I was looking for yeah groping furiously for anyway uh, time to wrap up thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time <laughs>